Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing Spider-Man feedback, you know, right up until the Moon Knight trailer drops, and then we're going to break away to talk about that in another episode, but all that and more, which is that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff, my friend... I am so freaking pumped. I am so sweaty. (laughs) Moon Knight trailer is supposed to drop tonight. You're pumped. I'm sweaty. Same reason, really. Yeah. Same reason. Because we're getting the first Moon Knight trailer tonight. Mm -hmm. At some point. That's right. Uh, We we don't know when, but there's a football game going on right now. I don't know what that is, but apparently they're going to put the Moon Knight trailer on during that television show, whatever football game is. (laughs) It's sort of like the season finale, but not quite the season finale of football. Oh. Yeah, like like the season finale's coming up. Oh, interesting. So like it's when the story really starts to, you know, fall into place. The rest of it has just been filler until now. Okay. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. Well, thanks for that uh yeah. <laughs> great sports n- analysis. Oh, sports corner. Uh, sports corner with Jeff. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so tonight at some point they're going to drop the trailer. We are going to, that's, we're going to talk Spider-Man until that drops. Then we're going to go record our Moon Knight re- trailer reaction. Uh, so by the time you're hearing this, that will all have already dropped in the feed and everything. And you will know this, but we are very excited because we just are hearing uh, Triple1215 in the uh, in the Twitch chat tells us that the commentator for the game already confirmed that Moon Knight will drop March 30th. So yep. that's breaking news that will not be breaking by the time you hear this. <laughs> um, that's previously broken i guess yeah, bro- news? broken news broken news <laughs> that's a pretty good name for a thing broken news yeah i think that's our that's our whole thing really <laughs> yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good and it's time for broken news <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's like incredibly exciting that we get that over a month before dr strange like we don't mm-hmm. have to go forever without content you know we only have to go yeah we got what two weeks left in this month, and then we got February, and then all of March. So it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, and and RIP Tony Stark tells us in the chat that uh, Multiverse of Madness is May sixth. So that means this will probably run if if it's six, even if it's only six episodes, it may run over uh, Multiverse of Madness. So it may be March thirtieth. Then we get content. And then I've already heard things dropping in the summer. I'm excited about it. So, it sounds like we got some stuff coming. I'm excited. Uh, if it's six episodes, it will end two, or it'll end on the fourth. Like, the last episode will be on the okay, fourth. Okay, perfect. You know, they may do a double drop or something, too. Yeah. But still, that's like the same week of of uh, Doctor Strange. So, And then, I, I'm guessing uh, any of these shows could come out after that. Like, we all they all say coming soon, and apparently this one meant real soon. So Yeah. Apparently yeah. this one's like, oh, we're going. <laughs> it bodes well for, uh, you know, Miss Marvel and uh, She-Hulk, because uh, they all said coming soon. So, if we're getting one in March, who knows? We could be getting another yeah. one in March. Probably not. Mm. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I want to say that Secret Invasion is supposed to come out this year as well. Um, it's very possible. Yeah. I don't know how soon that's going to be, though. So, you know, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I can't believe anyway. they're doing all this this year. It's crazy. Well, in the meantime, let's, t- let's, t- let's we're gonna run down some Spider-Man feedback and just kind of keep refreshing the page until it's time to do our trailer review. Uh, 
Yeah, apparently if you just tap, 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 tap on the re- refresh button, uh, it doesn't quite work the same. Mm. Did lock, it doesn't refresh as... Yeah, it doesn't refresh as quickly as you uh, are hitting the button. Mm. Can't keep up with you. You're too fast. You're like Makari over there. Yeah. Which I gotta say, people <laughs> have been posting a lot about Returnals this week, and we, we talked about it last week a little bit. We were a little down on it, but all the clips I've been seeing... Again particularly that one. The one of Makari beating up Icarus at the end of the movie is freaking incredible. It's such a good moment. I love yeah. it. <sighs> it's, I mean, oh, here we go again. <laughs> uh, the movie was visually beautiful. Yeah. Stellar. It was, it was such a great treasure to look at. But the story just wasn't quite there. I was trying to just say a positive since we were so negative last week and jump on it. I'm just saying that freaking Makari versus Icarusine is freaking amazing. It was. It, that, that whole sequence yeah. of Makari, like Makari versus Icarus, and then like Fastos getting in there where he like locks him down. and mm-hmm. He's like, I've been waiting for a while to clip your wings. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, Fastos using his like tech ability like in combat was really stellar too. Yeah. So yeah. good. So good. It looks so good. <laughs> this Gilgamesh, he was so, I loved him. He was just, he's a big bundle of love. That's all yeah. he was. Anyway, we need to talk about Spider-Man. We Let's are do it. stalling. One of our patrons <laughs> on Patreon, Walter uh, says, okay, so I may have rewatched no way home for a third time last night. And there's the scene in Ned's apartment where we get all the Spideys. Yay. And I previously noticed that in that scene that they pan in on the knives, et cetera, on the wall, then cut over to a sewing machine. Well, Ned swore to Peter not to become a supervillain, so obviously we know what'll happen. (laughs) Well, the movie ends with them cutting in on Peter's sewing machine before he jumps out the window. Am I looking too far into this? Probably. But why show Ned's sewing machine, too? I think you're looking too far into it. It's like his his no. grandma's place or something, right? Yeah, it was his, his grandma's house. Yeah, I think that was just grandma, like, set dressing. But... No. No, this is going on the board. No, no, no. I, I <laughs> fully think that, like, not only is, is Ned probably going to become a villain uh, since he made that promise, because that that's what happens when you make promises in movies and television, but also... <laughs> That's actually a running joke me and Alyssa have because of the show This Is Us. Mm-hmm. This Is Us, every week someone makes a promise in the first half of the episode that they break by the last half of the episode. So we're oh, like, we like, watch for it now. We're like, oh, he said he's not going to do it. He said he'd never do that. He's doing it. He's going to do it. Happens like every single week. Um, so you're like, there's the plant. Yep. Wait for it. Wait for the payoff. Wait for the emotional payoff when someone breaks a promise. <laughs> And it hurts someone else, even if they didn't want to. That's really funny. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> but anyway, the bigger thing to me that is a clue to the fact that Ned is going to become a supervillain, absolutely, is that he makes that promise to Spider-Man, and then they erase his memories of that promise. So, like, yep. you got this guy out in the world who's, I don't know, magical in some ways. He's got a lot of... He's intelligent. He's been the guy in the chair. He also has a big hole in his memory where his best friend was. Like, I don't know. There's a there's a villain coming. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Man, imagine if he, if he starts to feel and it's like, something that you did took away my memories of my best friend. 
Right. Oh, yeah. And he's talking to, he's mad at Spidey. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Sam Raimi version where, like, you know, you killed my father, but it's not really he killed his father. He was, like, doing a thing. But he, like, he was in battle with the Green Goblin when he died, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm, That could be good. That could be good. And then, (laughs) and then Peter has to lose another person uh, in his life because that's all Peter does now. Yeah. He shows up on screen, loses a person. And then uh, that's it. He, you know, has to figure out a way to continue living. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now I like these. Uh, I like these red string theories. This is this is good. We put a pin there, tie it around, bring it down to this one. Sewing machines. There's a parallel. <laughs> there's got to be. There's even thread involved. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Matt gets it. Red string theory in more than one way. Mm-hmm, um, I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Thanks, Walter. I do think Walter's reading too much into it, but I, I like the uh, theory crafting. I like sure. the enthusiasm. <laughs> now, I will eat crow, though. I'll eat my hat if. Uh, uh, <laughs> you don't have a hat. Is it going to be your headphones? I'll eat my headphones if uh, we do have a scene where Ned sits down at his sewing machine and makes his own suit. It becomes a hobgoblin. Yeah. Uh, that would be great. That'd be great. Totally. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, next up, we got another of our patrons, Thomas McNeil. Says, Thomas! I can't believe they actually pulled it off. I was nervous that the ambitious plan was not going to work. The MCU basically added five movies to the canon. One must watch the previous Spider-Man movies to truly appreciate No Way Home. I'm just in awe at what they pulled off. You're not the only one, Thomas. 100% agree. Uh, those Spider-Man's movies are in the MCM, that's for sure. They're in the MCM. I don't know that they're in the MCU. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're not, but it is, it is a fair point. I, I like Now I want them to bring Blade in, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Wesley Snipes Blade. Yeah. Ugh. The first one was great. Oh, man. How cool would it be if they like establish a really good blade with Mahershala Ali and then they get to do the variant thing in like five or six years? I don't know. This is a thing they can just do now. I just I love it, man. <laughs> it is a thing that they can just do, but I don't know how like I don't know how good that's going to be because like mm, <laughs> like Blade is not necessarily the multiverse threat kind of kind of hero, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's a vampire killer. Well, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's de- like, anybody could be a multiverse, uh, multiverse man. <laughs> a multiversal vampire killer? Yeah. Uh, now I, now I'm just in here thinking about, like, different things they could do multiverse. Like, what if we got a, <laughs> this is the worst idea. What if we got all three previous versions of the Fantastic Four? <laughs> No. <laughs> no. I don't Come want on, it. man. Why not? No. It's so good. Just, you know, the really, really bad one from the 90s, the like sort of okay, kind of bad one with Chris Evans from the nine, early 2000s and yeah. the, uh, you know, pretty atrocious the one. Stick. The fan four stick. Yeah. Like get them all, get them all in there, man. No, I don't want it. <laughs> I, I, I will say, like, I, this is a new trail being blazed. I mean, I can't think of a time we've ever had. We've had things like this happen where they combine universes 
where they'll have like a cameo from someone who was in the previous universe, stuff like that. I guess they did something similar to this on, I did not see it, so I can't comment, but they did do a similar thing to this with uh, the CW with their a crisis on infinite earth or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had a, a crisis crossover. No, I just, uh, you, you were talking about fantastic four and right? giant storm yeah. with Chris Evans and, you said it's a new trail being blazed, and my mm. my dumb brain was like, "It's a new trail being Johnny blazed." Yeah. And I was like, "No, wait, that's Ghost Rider." Oh no, Nick Cage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, no. Definitely bring back Nick Cage as Ghost Rider. <laughs> yes. I don't know who chose Nick I'd... Cage as Ghost Rider. That's such a weird choice. <laughs> you know, Kevin Smith chose Nick Cage as Superman. I I know. Wait, was and it Kevin Smith's version that had him? As, I know he was. They he wrote a version, and he was. I think it was Tim Burton that uh, was it cast him. Oh, that's something. even worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. That that whole era. There's there's like a great documentary about it. Uh, I forget the name of it, but there's a documentary where like someone talks about that that Superman movie that never happened, and all the different actors that went through the rotation of possible Kalels or whatever. God, man, <laughs> just and the fact that they settled. On Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Speaking of DC, <laughs> I, I'm very excited for uh, the Flash that's supposed to be bringing back uh, Tim Burton's Batman, bringing back um, Michael Keaton's Batman. Oh yeah, super pumped! Michael Keaton was a fantastic Batman. Yeah, I really, I always really liked him. You know, I think I think part of it was that he just went so well with the aesthetic, though, and the aesthetic was very Tim Burton. Right. Well, I think he did. He went really well with the aesthetic, but he also played the bill, the billionaire playboy, really charming. Yeah, and I like that version of Bruce Wayne. I it reminds me of the version from the animated series that I grew up on so much. Oh yeah, where uh, where Bruce Wayne was actually like a decent person to talk to. Yeah, a lot of the versions that I've seen in film, I'm trying to think, it's just like you know. Uh, you know, uh, Ben Affleck is just like a broody guy all the time. You don't really ever get to see him be the playboy. You know, there's a couple scenes, I yeah. guess, but very, but I just, I don't know. He's just not as charismatic. Um, and it's just, he's playing Michael Keaton's running around playing. Like, I don't know. He's making jokes. He's like, you really rooting for him with his, in his love life and stuff. Like you really like the guy. And I just haven't yeah. gotten that from any of these other versions. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Oh. I love the scene where he uses the uh, dinner plate or something to block a bullet, right? Doesn't he do that with a Joker in the first one? I always liked that scene. I think so. I think I he don't... does. God, I it's think been Joker... forever since I watched those movies. Let's go watch those movies. The Joker or one of his henchmen shoots him. We talked about doing the Batman coverage similar to what we did for uh, Spider-Man before the Batman. Like, do all the Batman movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be fun. Or we could do it before oh, the Flash. Man. That might even make you more gotta, sense. I'm gonna go ahead and put in a request. I know that like not everybody wants to hear me talk about DC stuff, but I am putting in my request now to talk about Batman and Robin <laughs> with Mr. Freeze. <laughs> yes. Because that would be such a cool party. <laughs> TJ Stafford says he thinks it was a tea tray and I think he is correct. It was some sort of yeah. big silver thing and he yeah, and like, his girlfriend uh, thinks he's dead for a minute. Like it's just I don't know, it's exciting. It's good. It's it's like that last episode of Hawkeye. 
where he grabbed the the drink tray and was like, get down. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. For just a second, when I said that out loud, I was like, wait, am I confusing it with Back to the Future? Because he does the similar a similar thing in Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, where he had the bulletproof vest on. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. He's uh, that, that too. But in the Old West... He puts on like oh. a metal. He puts a metal thing under his shirt when he goes out to fight a uh, a, a gun, whatever, a gun battle. <laughs> One a, a duel. That's the word I was a looking duel. for. Thank you, thank you, Brain, for coming up with that. Um, Thanks, Brain. <laughs> no problem, Matt. Um, okay, let's get to the <laughs> next thing. All right, Caitlin Sosby sent us an email, uh, and this first, this, <laughs> there's a lot of all caps in here, so I'll I'll try to point those out. Oh my god! All caps. <laughs> this was my first in-theater opening night experience in a Marvel movie, and it Ooh. was perfect. Wow, this is such I'm a great jealous. first. Caitlin, good, right? good job. I'm jealous of that first. That's a huge, cool first. Wow. Caitlin says, the movie, the theater, full of people clapping, gasping, sobbing, cheering, makes the theater-going experience. I've been listening to all your casts since WandaVision, and... So I had been prepared for all the cameos of Toby, Andrew, Matt Murdock in No Way Home, like you know, like you guys and many others were theorizing, but that doesn't mean I was any less surprised when those portals opened up and they came through. Also, Ned Magic? <laughs> Can he be the young Avenger of Wong, please? Ooh. Crying laughing emoji. And so now that nobody knows Peter is Spider-Man, he'll get recruited again, maybe by Fury or Val. For the Young Avengers. And the Doctor Strange mom end credit scene with Wanda? All caps. I know Ash is with me on this when I say Wanda in her Scarlet Witch costume just gets better and better each time we see it. Much love to you all, especially my girls Ash and Melissa, who will defend Wanda and Yelena with me till the day we die. Mm -hmm. That's accurate. Yeah, That's accurate. I like it. I really like also Ned magic. Like I like the idea that <laughs> there's like different, we've talked about the different types of magic, you know, like oh, oh yeah. chaos magic and whatever. There's different like types of magic <laughs> in the universe. And like the idea that Ned magic is one of them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's chaos magic, Matt. Come on. <laughs> Ned is chaos. This whole own category of Ned magic. Yeah. <laughs> like we we draw energy from different dimensions mm -hmm. to cast spells and whatnot. So, you know, one of the dimensions is the Ned dimension. Everybody's just played by Ned. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's like that yep. uh, scene in Being John Malkovich. I have not seen that movie ever. It's the weirdest movie. It is the weirdest movie. I've seen it, but it's been 20 years. But the concept of the movie is that someone, someone finds a little door in a building that when you open it and walk through the door, you enter John Malkovich's head like you become John Malkovich. That's weird. How do you get out? Uh, w w I guess when the night ends or you go to sleep or something, you get thrown out on by the side of the interstate. <laughs> it's really, really like a weird, just weird movie. But at one point in the movie, John Malkovich finds out about it all. Like the actor John Malkovich finds out about it and he like goes to the building and he goes through the door. And then there's this weird scene where everyone in the world is John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and, and they're only saying John Malkovich. They're all going like Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Like that's just, and then yeah, it's weird, man. It's a really weird movie. <laughs> that is. <laughs> it's about all I remember of it too. I really need to go back because that's a weird and imaginative thing to make. If, 
it feels like that's what we would get in that movie that we've been saying where like Bill Murray needs to play everybody in the MCU. It feels like that's what would happen. Yeah. Like Murray, 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 Bill Murray. Well, Murray. That's, see, that's, that's, yeah. I think that's like very much what I'm imagining. If we got like a universe, if, if Marvel did that, where we would jump into a multiverse where there's all Bill Murray's, it'd be just like, yeah, it'd be that John Malkovich scene all over again. <laughs> They're all dressed as different, uh, MCU characters. I would love it. Oh man. Did you see the, the news recently that uh, Bill Murray confirmed that he's going to be a villain in quantum mania upcoming? Uh, I, we, we reported on a long time ago, but I didn't hear that he, he confirmed it. Yeah. Apparently like that was the headline is that he's, he confirmed it. I don't know. Like, yeah, he didn't read it yet. Yeah. I haven't read it to see how, like how much of a concrete thing that is. But, uh, if he confirmed it, that would be, it would be great to have him join, but he has to play everybody in quantum mania. Right. Yeah. Oh man. I love the <laughs> idea that they're bringing him in. We said it, that was like one of our first episodes. That we said we if, wanted him to play everything. What if he was like an older version of uh, of Kang? Like the older jaded version of Kang? Could be. An older jaded white version of Kang. Well, he's like blue in the comics. I figure it'll be all kinds of... Kang can be whatever yeah. he wants in, this, in, this, in the multiverse. Yeah, I mean, we saw Peter Parker could look like different people, so... Who's yeah. to say Nathaniel Richards... Couldn't be anybody. Cayenne Gooden. Good. Gooden. I feel like maybe some things get copied wrong there. Yeah. Because that's a lot of in a min. It's a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's the name. Cayenne, thanks for writing in. We don't know if we, you'll get your name right. Sorry. <laughs> Cayenne sent us an email. It says, hello, Ash and the gang. Uh, once again, I want to thank you guys for your amazing podcast. It's so nice to listen to people be as excited as me about the MCU and really get completely wrapped up in it. Whether I'm on the treadmill, going to work, or on a cross-country adventure, I turn to you guys. My feedback isn't necessarily towards the movie, as I'm sure there's so much feedback on that, as there was so much to cover. My feedback is directed more towards the fans. I have been blown away with the fandom since release day. I'm in multiple Marvel groups on Facebook, and even with a constant feed, I saw almost no spoilers. I saw the movie Sunday, and even halfway through the movie, I was still convinced we would not get Andrew or Toby. Oh, that's all, awesome. All the spoilage I saw was quickly shut down. Even chatting with my Marvel-obsessed friends who saw spoilers or even saw the movie, everyone kept a tight, tight lip. I love this fandom and everyone in it. I work nights at a small tribal PD, so I have a lot of free time. It's not unlike me to watch 8 to 10 hours of TikTok, and even with how heavily influenced my algorithm is with Marvel, <laughs> it was pretty easy for me to, to skirt around spoilers. Hats off to the fandom. I'd also like to give a massive shout-out to Marvel in general for keeping us so well-fed. I have not felt starved for Marvel all year. I've never been this wrapped up in any cinematic interest, and now I rival my brother with his obsession for Star Wars. Mm. Keep up the good work. Hopefully my ADHD will hold out long enough to remember how to get onto my Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yep. amazing. Uh, yes. Thank, thank, thank you, Cayenne. I hope you're saying your name right, by the way. Um, yeah, I, I was really impressed, too. I did not get spoiled. I know we had a few spoilers hit our mods, because the mod, but the mods in our group shut it down. Um, but that's... Yep. Uh, Super rad that we that, that you were able to stay away from it, Cayenne, and that, like the I, I was able to too. Everyone was really kind, and like I really genuinely think that like everybody 
wanted everyone else to have a good experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like everybody, especially in the Stranded Panda community, like on the Stranded Panda chat, like everybody was really wanting everyone else to have that theater going experience where like, you know, Andrew shows up and, you know, takes off the the mask and everybody in the theater flips out or, you know, the stick comes down when Matt Murdock mm-hmm. comes into, into frame, the stick comes down and everybody's like, oh, and then it's Matt Murdock and everybody's ah! mm-hmm. like, because it's Charlie Cox. Like, I think we all wanted everybody to have that excitement and that like electrified feeling in the, in the theater with everybody. Yeah. Because like, it's been so long since we've gotten a movie that exciting in yeah. theaters. For sure. Especially like that packed, you know? The, oh yeah. God, it, it was what it was completely packed two days straight when you and I went and, mm-hmm. and like we went in the middle of the day on the Thursday preview, <laughs> like people were taking off work. Yeah. You took off work, right? Yeah. Yeah. It took <laughs> half days. those two days. <laughs> as you should, as you should. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was pretty <laughs> amazed at that. I even had a buddy who like, uh, wasn't going to get to go see it for a while. He was like, I just can't afford it right now. And da, 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 da. Uh, and like i was like no you need to go see it i'm taking you to go yeah. see it he's like i'll just read the spoilers it's fine i was like no come with me we're going to see this movie because i was just like no you don't don't spoil yourself don't get spoiled go see the movie don't do that let the movie do it for you yeah mm. like don't take the magic away yeah yep uh, let's see next up we got brandon beck sent us an email what's up guys Man, what a movie. Words can't describe how beautiful this movie was. It hit all the emotions. At one point, I found myself with tears in my eyes, and as I looked at my nine-year-old daughter expecting the same reaction, she stared at me like, Mm -hmm. what the (laughs) WTF is wrong with you? I expected one day that she'll truly understand how beautiful this movie is, even though she thoroughly enjoyed it. (laughs) Anyways, I truly enjoyed the aspect of uh, how they made this movie a Spider-Man movie. Sure, Doctor Strange was in it, but when it came down to the tough decisions, it was Peter who made them. He didn't rely on his older mentor, quote-unquote, to help him. His character development since Homecoming has truly been incredible, and I've enjoyed it every second. I still can't believe we got this movie. I'll be seeing it again soon. Much love. Keep up the great work. Brandon Beck. You know what really amazes me about what Brandon's saying? He said it's a Spider-Man movie, and, and that's true. Uh... And and he was he's specifically talking about how Doctor Strange didn't take over the plot, and that's a very common thing. People say like, "Oh, you know, Tony Stark was in it, so it's not a Spider-Man movie anymore," right? Or Tony Stark's in it, so it's not going to be a Captain America movie or whatever. Like all these these versions of that statement, and like this not only had Doctor Strange in it, but it had two other Spider-Men. <laughs> And they right? still managed to make it about Tom Holland's Spider-Man. This was not just a Spider-Man movie. This is a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Like the others were great supporting roles. They all got great character moments, but they didn't take over. Uh, and I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm really impressed. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, all of it was just perfect. Like that's the, I keep saying that about this movie. Like anytime somebody's like, Oh yeah. What'd you think of Spider-Man or, you know, like, I thought it was pretty great. What'd you think? Like anytime somebody's like, Hey, Spider-Man you. And I'm like, it was the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like, yeah. It was beyond perfect. There was nothing that could have made that movie better. Like, I mean, there were, I guess probably problems, but 
I wasn't. I, I didn't feel it. No, I didn't feel I, that. I didn't either. I really. I, and I, I like to be critical. Uh, even thinking back now, I don't even think I had anything strong to say on the cast. Like, yeah, just don't have anything negative to say about that movie. It's so freaking good. Yeah. I mean, uh oh, Spark Sam and Metzoa say it's on. Oh, it's on a. It's on. It's not on YouTube not yet. Not on YouTube yet, but it, it apparently, as of right now, they're getting to watch. Oh God! The oh God! <laughs> Moon Knight trailer, and we are not. And we're sitting here still refreshing. I'm so jealous. I am jealous as well. Um, I guess we'll we'll know something shortly. Ah, <laughs> uh, distract me with another another okay, another yeah, comment yeah. while we find out how what they think of the trailer. Okay. 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 Uh, Brianna Brown says, hi, Ashley, Jeff, and Matt. My name is Brianna. I'm a first time writer from San Jose, California. I've been a listener since WandaVision and I've been an avid listener ever since. I just wanted to point something out about similarities between all three Spider-Men, just like how Loki and all the other different variants of him across universes were always destined to fail in the sacred timeline. All of the Spider-Man variants were always destined to lose someone incredibly important to them on screen. Before this point, we had never seen Tom Holland's Spider-Man experience real loss on screen as a result of his own actions. He's always been shown to have a sense of childlike optimism, you know, that seemed to be destroyed by the end of this movie. So I'm interested to see how his character continues to evolve in the future of the MCU, being one of the few people on Earth to experience the multiverse in such a firsthand and personal way. Thank you all for everything you do, and I love you 3001. Mm. Thank you, Brianna. Thank you, thank you for the love. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was very clearly laid out in the movie. I, I love that scene where they're sitting on the rooftop and they're just like, you know, uh, yeah, the, my Uncle Ben, and they start talking about Uncle oh. Ben, and then that's that's the thing that convinces Spider-Man to trust them, is that they've been through the same thing he's been through. Not just that they've been through the same thing that he's been through, but that there's that phrase mm -hmm. that seems to be the crux of the Spider-Man, like, mythos across the multiverse is with great power comes great responsibility god how freaking beautiful and like haunting was it when aunt may said that because you just knew you knew that was the end yep. you know like it's such a meta thing because we know we all know what that what that phrase means and how that phrase fits into the story we know the power of that phrase. Well, yeah, but we also know that it means that he loses the person who says it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we know that uh, it gives him the push that he needs to be the hero that he can be. Mm -hmm. Or rather, it gives him the direction to, you know, to be the hero that he can be. But that loss is what really solidifies mm. that he feels the need to be that hero. And, oh my god. It's just, it's, <laughs> I was like, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Ben, mm -hmm. Uncle Ben's already done. He's, he's already gone. And we've already, Peter's already experienced that loss. He doesn't have to experience more loss. Like, come on, please just let her live. Please yeah. don't do this to me. Like I was bargaining before she died. <laughs> do we even know that Uncle Ben is dead? I mean, in the first one. She says the thing about everything with your uncle. Yeah. Everything with your uncle. I mean, that. That could mean that Uncle Ben's not dead, but there was just like a scenario where Ben went 
some that no. I mean, I, I can see, I could see like Ben and May got a divorce or something. Uh, I mean, like I'm. It, it makes me sad to think that because they're supposed to be the perfect love. But like, I mean, you know, in in other versions of this universe, Spider Man has his aunt and has lost his uncle. What if they inverted it and like. You know, after May passes, like Uncle Ben comes back or something, and like maybe he does remember Peter for some reason. Um, I don't know. <gasps> I could see like having like a really good Uncle Ben, older Uncle Ben character that like fits into his life somehow. Oh, that'd be really cool. But we don't know. I don't think they've ever said he died. All right. So everyone else is seeing this trailer. Hmm. Uh, it's on Twitter. Wait, it is on Twitter, or is, someone said the release date is on Twitter. No, no, the, the trailer, well, trailer and release date, confirmed March 30th, by the way. Okay. It's on Marvel Entertainment Twitter at the very least. Okay, I'm still refreshing their YouTube, but I can't... It read. is now on YouTube as of three minutes ago. Wait, on Marvel Entertainment? Yep. Okay, well, guys, we're going to go set that up and watch it here on the live stream. Uh, thank you guys for joining us for the podcast. We'll be back uh, in a couple days. Uh, with well, I, I don't know if this one's going to drop first or the draft is going to drop first, but we'll be back in your feed in a couple days. Thank you so much. Yeah, you get a uh, lot in the feed for joining. And again, I want to do want to mention it again. We dropped an episode in the feed a couple days ago, but in case you don't know, Peacemaker, the new show on HBO uh, based on the Suicide Squad character, is great. It's very adult. Very crass, but very, very good and very, very funny. And mostly, uh, it sounds like me and Ashley are going to cover it. And uh, so some other guys will be hopping in and out, but uh, it's very, very good. So check that out on Pandavision, our show Pandavision. We'll be uh, covering that every week. So please join, please join. It's uh, just really exciting. Such a, such a good show from James Gunn. Um, if you like James Gunn, if you like Guardians, I think you'll like this as long as you're okay with it being Guardians, but crazy crass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Guardians, but dialed to 11. A, an adult version of Guardians. Not like a porn parody, but, you know, an adult version. Um, <laughs> you're you're right. making it worse. Uh, sorry, <laughs> you're going yeah. too far. I am. I am. It's my, my, my bet. Uh, we'll be back soon, guys. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.